So the big question is this. How are successful everyday athletes over 30 like us who work hard, who don't have much time and who are always having to juggle life and family? How are we able to live a pain-free athletic lifestyle? How do we train? What do we eat? And what do we do different that allows us to get the most out of life but still have time for all our hobbies, family and friends? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, a podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy. And after several mess ups in the introduction, I'm now going to introduce James Breeze. How are you doing? I'd like to give you a round of applause. Uh, well, I'm Josh. <laughs> hey, hopefully they will edit all that rubbish out. I hope so too. That, that, that <laughs> gave me full of joy. That was, that was fantastic to listen to. It made me smile today. Well oh, done good. you for messing that up. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. God, I can't be perfect all the time, or, or possibly ever. Uh, we never know. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, shall, because we've had you know, someone complain about us waffling, should we just get straight on with it? Well, why not? Yeah, you know, <laughs> less waffling, less talking, talking crap, um, less, less of us wishing each other Merry Christmas. And uh... Well, this is like, this podcast is out in January now, isn't it? So, this, yeah, Christmas is gone, and what a lovely time it was. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So on uh, today's podcast, we are continuing the fat loss theme. And today we're moving away from nutrition and we are talking all about fat loss workouts and how to get yourself to be ready for fat loss workouts, what fat loss workouts entail. Oh, God. And, and lots, lots more. But I wrote in my notes and they aren't pleasant. <laughs> no, they're not pleasant in any way, shape, or form. Good friend of the used to be on the show before, James Fitzgerald. He calls this type of training the shitty shit shit of workouts. And it's true. You know, it really is. It's it's horrible if you want to do it properly. Yeah, exactly. If if you want to do it properly. But in order to do it properly, you have to be ready to do it properly. Do you want to talk about being ready for it? Or do you want to talk about the elements first and then we'll talk about how to get ready? Yeah, Wait, let's, let's talk, to... I, I, ooh, good question. Let's talk about the element. Let's talk about the four, four so horsemen. So the four horsemen. Call it. Um, exactly. We stole that, but there you go. Exactly. Uh, it it is... Is... Thank you very much for that. That was a great terminology, but it's it so true. It's so it true. So talk us through it. What are the four horsemen of the fat loss apocalypse? Well, this has come around from over the many years, speaking to other coaches, other great minds, other great experts <clears> in the <throat> field. And a lot of them say the same thing. They see there's a certain type of athlete that just constantly stays lean. They need to be lean. They're always lean it, just from their training, the way style of stuff that they do. And it's just one of those things that is just a common knowledge and it's true like from some of the athletes and people we work with certain athletes are leaner than others good examples i would say are if you use the world of rugby look at always look at the backs compared to the forwards <laughs> mm. right yeah there's one example there uh, aussie rules football i think are some of the leanest guys on the planet they need a mixture of things crazy of game that. the pitch for aussie rules is massive huge it's the size of a cricket field which is massive think think baseball field guys and bigger you know if you're if you're in the States. But the point is they're all doing similar type of work. They've all got to do a lot of aerobic work. They've all got to do a lot of anaerobic sprinting type work. They've got to be strong as hell and they've got to work really hard for short space of the time. Like, you know, like we've got repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Yeah, exactly. Over and over again. And these guys are lean. They're super fit. They're monsters. They're not gigantic, you know, the rock, Dwayne Johnson style massive. Mm -hmm. They're lean, they're fit, they're athletic. And these sorts of sports, that's what they kind of need. So mm -hmm. just some of those observations, talking to different people, like, you know, let's say Christian Thibodeau does a good example and he calls it the four horsemen. And it's so true. You need four types and four elements 
uh, to your fat loss workouts and your training over the course of a week. You need heavy lifting. I'll talk about heavy lifting a bit more in detail in a second. You need heavy lifting. You need lactate-inducing lifting, which I think is really good. So those are like shitty shit stuff, you know, the circuits (laughs) or like uh, kettlebell complexes, complexes. weighted circuits, stuff like that. those sorts of things. Then you need aerobic work. Yes, aerobic work for those who are worried about losing gains. You still need it. Mm. (laughs) Aerobic is very important. Your heart is very healthy. And then you've got the anaerobic, alactic stuff. Those are the sprints you know, you do and over and over again. So those are the four elements that you need for your training. Now, the issue is, is that that's really hard. Like mm. a lot of that is really hard. Heavy lifting is hard enough on its own. Now you want to throw in, you know, heavy circuits and you want to do anaerobic stuff. Like it's, it's a horrendous, take someone who's been doing this for the last six months. Like there's yeah. times when you get home, particularly when you're on a diet and you get mm. nutrition dialed in, you have no energy. You want to pass out on the bed and just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, like it's that sort. It's that sort of disgustingness behind it. So those are the four elements. I think heavy lifting, lactate-inducing circuits, uh, lifting, aerobic work, and anaerobic work as much as possible. Those are the four elements. Is that how we want to do? It? Yeah, that is. That's it. Should we uh, pick the bones apart of that, and uh, we'll start with heavy lifting, shall we? Yeah, and um, because people might be out there thinking, yeah, cool, I, I can do that. But it's relative, isn't it? Heavy, mm. the, most people are probably not. Well, most people, is that a bit unfair? A lot of people are probably not. They might think they're lifting heavy, but they're probably not. They're probably not yeah. ready for heavy lifting. That's a good point. I think, yeah. So when people say they're lifting heavy and they start giving you numbers and stuff, you start to realize, well, actually, they're not really lifting heavy. They're not strong enough in the first place to get the right dose response. And this we is what we have t- talked about the right dose response. Yes. It's different, like to the body, like, you know, because the body is more than just it's more about muscles. It's about the CNS and everything else involved with it. It's a much more complex system. <laughs> I think it's yeah, the best but... way. And to keep it really simple, let's just stick to the deadlift. Unless you're lifting at least one and a half times body weight for women, maybe down to 1.25 sometimes, and two times body weight for men, you're not in the ballpark of being strong enough. You're not going to get the correct response like... from your CNS, basically. No, I don't like putting numbers on these sort of things sometimes. But it just gives us an idea because, again, you know, there, there can be a case of you loading too much weight you know, when you're going to risk yourself to injury if you go further and further, particularly when you're over 30. But that's around that figure is where you need mm. to be initially to get a, yeah. the right dose response, to get the right reaction. Now, if you're not deadlifting those numbers and you're considerably lower, then we need to build you up to get you yeah. stronger. Over. And what you are lifting may well feel heavy. But unfortunately, because you aren't strong enough, it, it's not heavy enough. Right exactly. Now. Exactly. And, you know, like I said, it'll help you lose weight because you're probably burning yeah. more energy. However, we're talking about optimal fat loss strategies yeah. to help people lose as ma- the maximum amount of fat in as fast a time as possible, <laughs> in the yeah. sense, you know, but while, no, not fast. You don't want to lose fat fast. You want to lose it slower. Optimal. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But what you want to do is make sure you're eating more calories, mm-hmm. all those sorts of stuff to tie into. So heavy lifting is really important. You need, and it comes down to compound lifting, heavy deadlifts, heavy squats. You know, yeah, we're not talking bench. bicep curls, isolation. It's compound. Exactly. It moves. Exactly. So that it's it's really important to understand that. So that's the heavy lifting aspect. We need to get you strong enough. And if you're not there yet, we build you up to getting to be there in the in a good place. Doesn't mean you won't lose weight in the process of getting up to there, but to work mm-hmm. optimally, we've got to build you up first. Indeed. So lactate stuff, yeah? Yep. Again. Yeah. <laughs> this ties into aerobic work as well and a little bit of the anaerobic stuff. Now to do lactate 
comp- kettlebell complexes. And, you know, you can even talk about the CrossFit ones. Good example, row 500 meters, 25 burpees, 30 swings, repeat. <laughs> as many rounds as possible in 15 minutes. That sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. If anyone talks, that's the sort of thing we're talking about here. Lifting, tying it in with here. Like, that sucks. If you're not aerobically fit enough, you're not going to recover fast enough. If you're not strong enough, you're not going to be able to go into it deep enough to get the right dose response and feel like a whole heap of crap at the end of it. Because you are supposed to feel like crap at the end of it. Yeah, that's the type of work. Those are the type of workouts that want to leave you puking up in the bucket in the corner, like Mm -hmm. crawling out the gym, crying for your mother. (laughs) That's, That's what those sorts of workouts are. So you've got to think about that. So again... Are we going to give circuit stuff to people maybe to begin with? Maybe, but in the form of supersets and gym But also, I mean, I just want to make this point that circuits are great for fat loss and it doesn't have to go down. We're talking, again, talking optimal here. The optimal way is lactate-inducing weighted circuits. You could do bodyweight circuits. They're still good. You're not going to get exactly the same response, but they are still a good method of fat loss. Absolutely. Uh, of training. Plus, they're fun. Circuits are fun. Yeah, so they, they are. Everyone loves them. And this is why they're so popular in the hit crowd. It's why all yeah. these fat loss boot camps do these things. It's wonderful. But we're, we're talking to everyday athletes now, people who want to be a bit, train a bit smarter for the long haul. And it's important to notice. Notice how many people, they'll lose fat loss and they'll lose weight up to a point and then they plateau. Those things that you do, those hit workouts, those boot camp type things, they all work up to a point and then they yeah. stop talking about people taking them to the next level and uh, getting away from that style of training because it's not going to work forever. Okay. Absolutely. So that's, that's the important thing to understand here. Now, aerobic work, like the, th- the third element, like people don't like to talk about this. They, everyone talks about the importance of hit and all this anaerobic stuff. Well, what we're seeing, call it anecdotal or whatever you want to call it, it's a big component to what we do. And for those who do it compared to those who don't, we see faster results. It also allows them to recover faster and it's giving them the base to allow them to go deeper into their other workouts. So you're recovering faster from your heavy lifting sessions. You're recovering yeah. faster from the lactate stuff. So you can do more in those sessions. That's yeah. the, that's the important you fact. Can do, not only can you do more in the sessions, but you can recover for your next session. Exactly. So aerobic work is so important, not just for your health and your heart, but performance, you know, it's not going to ruin your gains. Yeah. It, everyone thinks it does. It may do for powerlifters at the very high-end elite-level stuff, but the point is we're not there. Most of us won't be there. We're talking about everyday general health. We're talking about your ability to recover faster. So don't dismiss the idea of aerobic work as part of a fat loss solution. And then it ties into anaerobic stuff. This is the real shitty shit stuff, right? (laughs) And again, this goes back to being strong enough to go deep enough into the... uh, central nervous system to get yeah. that correct dose response 100 percent. like you know like it's you know for, for those who want to know more about this this is what we talk about in the book maximum aerobic power but like the fact is if you're not lifting those numbers you're not going to go be strong enough to power into anything that's the assault bike is a good good example of this ask somebody to go 10 seconds balls to the wall on the assault bike someone who's a strong enough and who has a aerobic capacity they're going to have a way higher calorie count than somebody who is New to strength training, doesn't really have a good aerobic back- background. But at the end of that workout, there's going to be two different uh, reactions. The guy who, or the woman who's strong enough and fit enough will go so hard that at the end of those 10 seconds, they will not be able to do any more. Like 11 seconds and they drop dead on the floor. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how hard. And they, they need two, three minutes to recover, if not longer. Okay. Yeah. But somebody who's not strong enough, 
you know, they'll do 10 seconds. They may get a couple of calories and they'll go, Ooh, let's go again. <laughs> you know, that's mm. the assault bike is a good example of that, but that's yeah. not going to get you the right reaction and, and the right, the right amount of effort to get you those fat loss results from your training. Mm. So you just can't, you're not strong enough to put down the required amount of power. Exactly. Using the assault bike as an example. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or and then recover from it. Oh, wait, actually, yeah, exactly. um, Rogue just did a um, the uh, 50 cal Christmas test. Oh, 24 uh, seconds, that guy. 24 did, seconds for 50 calories. Well, that is, a, I, think, I can't remember what the woman's score was. I'll have to have a look at it. They didn't post that, but that was unbelievable. That is some serious power mm-hmm. right there. Just think of that. If, you, if you're thinking now that want to try 50 cals for time, see if you can beat 24 seconds. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that. So the, the, those are the four elements. The, 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 those are the four elements you've got to think about. They're all going to make up your training plan. They're not going to be suitable for the majority of the people. You've got to work it up and you've got to plan it out accordingly. However, you know you, that is for an optimal plan when somebody's strong enough, they're fit enough, they move well enough, and it'll complement your nutrition plan because you ain't going to out-train your diet. No matter how much yeah. I like to think I could have done or you could do, like I've proven myself wrong so many times, you can't out-train your diet for optimal results. Exactly. Uh, should we give an example of uh, Jerome? Should we use Jerome as an example? Of, yeah, go um, you, talk, you, you, you were Jerome's coach. You talk, to, talk through what happened and what he did. Well, yeah, we just featured him in the uh, January magazine. So Jerome is a... He's a trainer. He's a seasoned pro. He's been training CrossFit for years and years and years now. So he's got a lot of experience. And in order to, James was talking about getting, being ready, being strong enough in order to get him ready for the fat loss workouts. Cause that's ultimately what he, what he came on board with. He wanted to lose some weight. It took five months, five months for an experienced trainer with years and years of lifting behind him to get ready for that. Cause he didn't move that great. He had uh, a lot of low back pain and stuff like that. So we, we, there's no way we could do the fat loss style workout. So I took five months just working on basic muscular endurance, mobility, stability, because he wasn't great at bird dogs either. He lacked a bit of stability. So we just worked on the base, worked on the base until, yeah, we, uh, we retested and he, uh, you know, he managed to pass all the, uh, all the basic movements. And only then were we able to move on to more, more fat loss, more high end stuff. Well, and, that's it. and think about this from friends who's listening in going, well, why do you take so long? Well, actually, we fast-tracked it because Jerome was already a seasoned heavy lifter. Well, yeah, exactly. It may you know, well have like, taken longer. Yeah, exactly. For most people, it's taking a lot longer. The fact is that do we want to load a heavy bar on that body that's going to be going to crumple? Like, it's the goal, the goal of any trainer or any coach is to keep the person from being injured. Like, you know, number one rule, don't hurt anybody. And if you want, sometimes it's about taking the longer view and the long-term approach. So like I said, you know, from July to December, he lost 20 kilos. That's in four yeah. months, he dropped 20 kilos. That's 50 pounds, you know, just under 50 pounds for those who are curious in, you know, in America. But he stayed the same if not put a bit of weight on in the first five months. So it's about pulling it all together and optimizing. That, that's a lot of weight to lose in four months. <laughs> and that's yeah. what happens when you pull everything but together he, and it works yeah. well. He reaped the benefits further down the line. And, you know, I just want to say, you know, well done, Jerome, for having the, the patience because he could have, like, mm-hmm. been messaging me saying, what are we doing? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to lift more. I want to go harder. It's like he didn't do any of that. He followed the plan. So thank you, Jerome, for that. <laughs> And on that, to ask you, that's what we see a lot of people. The people who don't get results are the ones who want to program hop, who want to fast track things. And they're the ones who, sadly, at the end of the year, are the ones going, oh, I wish I, could, I did better than this this year, or the, I wish I could do this. Or they're the ones who are eternally stuck in this dieting hell of like 30-year diets. My mother's been on a diet for 30 years. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
I kindly tell her, like, maybe I should try something different. Oh, no, this is work. No, it doesn't, yeah. Mum. <laughs> You're still on that diet. <laughs> you know, those sorts of things. And like, people are, you know, they, they do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. You can't fast track certain things. The human body is still the human body, right? You've got to get it ready. You've got to prepare yourself for it. And you've got to have everything in balance. That's having your nutrition in balance, having basic human habits, WWS, and then getting the training right for you and your ability. And yep. that is key. If you're not training for your ability or training, trying to train be, beyond your means, yep. you're going to become a cropper. Absolutely. Do you want to go into any more detail about, say, how someone could work the way towards being strong enough for, for lifting? Like talk any, anything about working on muscular endurance, then strength mm. endurance, et cetera. Yeah. So like, you, yeah, the pyramid of strength, actually. <laughs> we can yeah. talk about that yeah. a little bit. So like we always use... Just just briefly. Just briefly. Yeah, no, so like we always look at, from some for beginners or people not used to tra- strength training, we do like what we call the pyramid of strength. We do strength, um, muscular endurance, strength endurance, then max power strength work. So if you're doing lifting and you, you can't hit those numbers that we've talked about, don't worry, doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're a bad person, right? All right, we all love you. Um, <laughs> but the point is, we're going to start thinking, well, maybe you're in the muscular endurance range. We need to work on reps between 10 to 15, maybe, for sets. Mm-hmm. Maybe focusing on supersets, like gym and body composition style workouts. Yep. So you're pairing upper body and lower body type workouts. So okay, you good, could do... Very good for fat loss, yeah. Exactly, you could do very simply. An easy example is you could do shoulder press for 12 reps, rest 30 seconds, and go immediately into like... 12 goblet squats. That's a very, very simple way to think about it. and just do four or five sets of those sorts of things paired up together. Yeah. That's how you knew And then over time, the stronger you get, go put the weight up, bring the reps down. So you're going between more eight to 10 afterwards, and then you're going more to five to eight after that. So bring it down. So that's how you can start getting ready for lifting heavier and building your base of muscular endurance, strength endurance, and getting you towards a bit of max power stuff, which is where the heavy lifting comes in. Absolutely. Fantastic. That was, uh, that was good. Uh, anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we sign off? Actually, should we, should we talk about how we pair that, make this, make how this looks over the course of a week, maybe give some an example. Sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. So like, you know, so let's, um, yeah, so we, we can leave people hanging like, yeah, yeah give them the elements. We're not going to tell you anything more. That's it. You know, <laughs> come on here. You know, just to give you an idea of how to work this out throughout the course of a week. So in an ideal world, you'd be training every day. Yes, training every day. <laughs> All right. However, it doesn't always work that way. So in an ideal world, you're looking to do at least two two heavy lifting sessions a week and giving you enough time to recover from them. And you're looking to do two lactate sessions a week, two complex style things a week as well. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's in an ideal world. You can do heavy lifting on a Monday, lactate on a Tuesday, heavy lifting on a Thursday, lactate on a Friday. Okay. Pair it that kind of way. Yeah. Now you're thinking, well, what about the aerobic and anaerobic, a lactic sprint type stuff? Well, yep. there are only so many days in the week. So where do they fit, James? Exactly. So think about doing the anaerobic stuff at the end of your strength stuff. Could be a little finisher on your salt bikes and battle ropes, those types of things on there. The aerobic stuff, I highly recommend doing over the course of the week. That means you walking more, maybe going for a run, doing separate sessions, maybe even doing some split sessions, nice and easy aerobic work as well. The more aerobic work you can tie into it, the the faster you recover and the faster you can work towards it and the better you will be. And you can also, if needs be, tack it onto the end of a lactate session. Yeah, exactly. Just if you split it. It'd have to be really easy, 15, 20 minutes maximum, really easy aerobic work. Yeah, no, agreed. So if, if you are struggling for time, yes, great, but walk more. Make sure you're walking as much as you can as part of this whole strategy. And yeah, if you are dieting at the same time, be prepared 
to feel really hungry sometimes, maybe a little bit tired and maybe even a little bit hangry. Make sure you're getting enough right. protein. Exactly. So, you know, bear that in mind. So, yeah, that's kind of like if people want to know about our fat loss strategy for training. Yeah, we can talk the ins and outs of specific program design and workouts. That's hard, but that's the overall concept and how we approach it. So make sure you're having, you know, we call it the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get heavy lifting in. Make sure you get alactic, oh, no, sorry, alactic-induced lactic. lifting in. Get some aerobic work in and get anaerobic, alactic work in as well. Those are the sprints. Get all those four in. Do it consistently. I promise you six to eight, 12 weeks later, if you're following a good nutrition plan and a good program, you will see some big results. Absolutely. And the uh, key word there you said, mate, is uh, consistency. Because mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not something we've mentioned for a while because it can be the best plan in the world. But if you don't do it consistently, no. it ain't going to work. No, really isn't. You see, you know, most people, most people do training plans for two weeks and then they get yeah. bored and they yeah. walk away, try something different. It's like you're going to keep going around in circles. Like if, if you're listening to this now going, oh, yeah, I've changed, I need to change my workout again. When do you start? Two weeks ago? Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, Variety is not the spice of life in training. Exactly. For those, again, I use everyday athletes as an example. For those at the, the top of the game, they were training well. They get comfortable with boredom, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds ridiculous. But, you know, you see the, the boot campers, the people who are going to these classes. It's fun for social interaction. I get it. You know, definitely jump in there. But variety is not strategy and it's not planning moving forwards. You've got to think about those best people who get the best results, the ones, the abs you see on, on the Instagrams, those athletes and stuff. They're following a very boring program, probably. <laughs> Did you see, I don't know who it was, but somebody posted on Facebook about uh, Usain Bolt the other day. I, I've no idea who it was, and I can't, I'm not going to be able to remember the exact numbers, but they added up the amount of, he won, what did he win, 12, 11, 12 mm-hmm. golds or something? And they added up the amount of time it took for all his races, <laughs> and it was 115 seconds total or something like that for the amount wow. of work he did. So, so he did, he only did 115 seconds work for, for 12 gold medals oh, or whatever it is, 11, 12 gold medals, but he put in 20 years of prep prior yeah. to that to get there. That's insane. But it's true though. Yeah. Like I said, you know, ask, you know, what, what, what was he doing? Probably sprinting a lot. <laughs> lifting, lifting, sprinting. <laughs> yeah. It's people don't see that. People never, never see the work that goes into this. And again, if you want a body transformation in 12 weeks, a lot of possible, it's, it's possible, possible. but it won't, probably won't stick. But for people who have got 30% body fat plus, mm. you're not going to look like those 12 week abs guys. You know, the guys in the cover yep. magazines are taking years to get there. Okay, so where's your training now? It gets you to a stage and gets you ready to get to that next stage. And uh, can we can we just say also that and the magazines are also deceptive because they only look that for the like that for the photo shoot. Yes, true. <laughs> Basically, true. there we are. But anyway, that's that's our thoughts. I hope it was useful. Yeah. And uh, sorry for nearly ending the uh, the podcast early. I'm I'm glad you. Right. I'm, I'm glad, glad you uh, set out the week for people. That's good. That's good. Exactly. I was just thinking about it. Hey, like the guys, like if you want to learn more about what we're doing, anytime at all, go to strengthmatters.com forward slash system. You can down, download a whole athletic guide. Uh, it shows you our methodology and our system of athletic development for people over thirty and for general population as well. You know, under, under thirty two, we just don't like the under twenty, under thirties because they think differently to us. They do. No, maybe not all of them. Not all of them. Maybe maybe a few. There's a few exceptions, <laughs> but they're, they're always a good example. You're like, well, I want to get my abs, but you're not strong enough. Yeah. I want to get abs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, cool. I've uh, I've, in, I've enjoyed that. That was uh, that was good. Thank you very much, James. Oh, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Never a chore.
Absolutely. You, you liar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Want more fitness secrets? Want to see the very best that Strength Matters has to offer? If so, then go start your free seven-day coaching experience at strengthmatters.com today. Our expert coaches will take you through the assessment process and help you put a workable plan into action. Together, we will finally uncover what's holding you back and put you on the path to success. Start your free seven-day coaching experience today. Visit www.strengthmatters.com to get started.